Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Sathvik Interi. Is that did I pronounce your name right or Sathvik? Yeah, it's close enough. All right, all right, there we go. I don't want to mess it up. Um, <laughs> he is the social media director of Students for Tulsi, which is an organization, um, you know, dedicated to supporting Tulsi. It's a group of students, you know, people who don't we don't aren't able to vote, uh, youth and students, but basically if I'm right, trying to promote showing that we still have a say in the elections and promoting the candidate that we, the students and who y'all think is best fit um, to be president in politics. Is that correct? Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> that is great. I think that was really cool first time I saw that. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few questions about this. First off, it, why Tulsi? Why are y'all supporting her to be y'all's pick of who should be commander-in-chief? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I started supporting Tulsi when I heard her anti-war message first. You know, she's one of the only presidential candidates that actually understands the cost of war. And mm-hmm. another reason I'm supporting her is because she can stand up to the establishment without feeling without uh, fearing backlash. Like yeah. she can call out Hillary Clinton. She can call out any of the establishment who's trying to attack her for mm-hmm. baseless reasons and making baseless claims about her. Yeah, that's honestly... Uh, the, the same things that I really like about her. Um, yeah. See, before that, whenever I actually heard about Tulsi, I was when I was in speech and debate, and we were running. I decided I was going to run a case about terrorism, and we were talking about mm-hmm. war. And yeah. I found this the Stop Arming Terrorist Act, and I was like, "Wow, wait, this is really? like, I've never even heard of this before." And so, and then I saw her name on there. I didn't even know who she was. I really liked her. And then the yeah. next year or two years. I, I see that she announced uh, that she was president. She actually announced it on my birthday, which is really cool. Um, I really? Was at, I was at the, yeah, I was at the debate oh. tournament when she announced her presidency. And yeah. so that's whenever I just jumped on board. But yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, black people say her and Bernie have a lot in common, but um, I see a lot of Tulsi supporters. I see a lot of Tulsi supporters who are actually former Bernie supporters. Um, who exactly did you support in 2016? So I'm slightly embarrassed to say this, but I did support Hillary Clinton in 2016. <laughs> yeah. So, and I really didn't pay attention to politics that much. And I consumed a lot of the mainstream media. So like CNN, MSNBC, yeah. and you know, they feed, uh, feed us daily establishment talking points, right? Yeah. So I bought into the Hillary narrative and <laughs> I supported her, but you know, that's changed now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think that that actually leads me to something? So a lot of the, you get backlash because Tulsi is smear, obviously, and there's lies spread about her by the mainstream media. Um, do you think that this is going to hurt her chances of getting votes in critical states like Iowa and places that she's not actually in right now and she can't really spread her message face to face? And so all they're getting is the media. Do you think that that's going to hurt her? You know, that used to be a concern for me, but I think now with the grip that independent media also has on our society, I feel mm-hmm. like people are seeing through that. Because they said the same things about Trump in 2016. They called him all sorts of names, but he still mm-hmm. ended up winning. True. So I feel like that could play a part into it slightly, but I'm not sure it's going to be too much of a game changer. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, I looked today, I was looking at, uh, it was a, someone tweeted, it was uh, because of the New York Times endorsement with Warren and Klobuchar. Um, someone tweeted a while back, I mean, it's tweeted earlier today, the picture of the New York Times prediction that they did with their analysis, and they gave Hillary Clinton a nine a ninety seven percent chance of winning the election. Oh my and goodness! 
I know. And I was like, well, we see how that played out. And so yeah. I, I feel like people really do trust the mainstream media too much and it leads to a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think she is something different and something that can definitely change the game in a major way we've never seen before. Um, so a lot of people say that, you know, she's a Republican and stuff like this. Um, what, what would you have to say about people who are saying she's a Republican and that she's been supporting Trump because of voting, not voting against him and a lot of all of those things? What would you have a response to that? I don't think supporting Trump is the definition of a Republican, first off. <laughs> so it depends on what policy supporting. Because, you know, Republicans, they're mostly conservative, correct? Yeah. So they, it depends on what policies. Like, Republicans do not want Medicare for all. Republicans yeah. do not want to combat climate change. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you have to look at her policies, not who or what she agrees with, to base mm-hmm. off what ide- ideological difference you may have with her. Yeah, I can definitely agree to that. Um, I yeah. think a lot of people do confuse like policy and who they like. People, she's conservative to not not very, but like she has some conservative views to a degree. Definitely, um, yeah. and which I, in my opinion, um, she's not full on conservative. She's just you know not full blown liberal, which makes her yeah. way more electable in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I honestly view that as a good thing. Um, so what I'm going to do actually is I'm going to go down the list of the candidates in the race and I'm going to ask you if you view them as favorably or disfavorably. All right. Okay. So starting off very top Joe Biden. I view him kind of neutrally actually because Mm -hmm. of the fact that he doesn't have many policies that I'm (laughs) concerned about. I honestly don't know any of Joe Biden's policies, so I don't think I can make a conclusion about that because he's not very policy oriented. He's just basing his campaign off the Obama administration. <laughs> so yeah. I honestly can't really assume if it's yeah. favorable or unfavorable. Yeah, that to me, that gives him, it's like a disadvantage and an advantage. It's like, okay, he, so with the crowd of the younger crowd who are all looking at Bernie Sanders and these policies and Andrew Yang and stuff, they're not yeah. going to be going with the guy who doesn't really have much to say. But yeah. on the other hand, he has an advantage because then all he has to say is, oh, I was vice president with Obama. And then sure. all of the Democratic side are going to be all over. Yeah. Oh, okay. We can trust them now. Um, so that I, that's, I could view him as neutrally too. I mean, I personally, just some things he said, I'm not a big fan of him, but you know, yeah. I can definitely understand from policy wise. Um, yeah. Next, Elizabeth Warren. I view her as unfavorably. Um, I don't think she has a backbone or integrity in politics, considering yeah. what she did to Bernie Sanders last week. <laughs> I know. I do not think in a million years Bernie would say that a woman could not win or he is sexist. That's just yeah. not possible. Yeah. So I think it's really wrong of her to say that, considering we're only a few weeks from Iowa mm-hmm. and she's trying to bump herself up in the polls. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I view her unfavorably. Yeah, uh, I, I did. I'm starting to view her favorably, and then whenever she said that, it really threw me off in the fact that yeah, like yeah. a lot of things on the debate, like with stage, whenever she was like, um, I'm the only candidate who has defeated the Repub- a Republican incumbent in the last 30 years. And Bernie, yeah. like um, I did 30 years ago. And then she yep. was trying, and then she tried to like switch it up and say that, Oh, yeah, but that was a really awkward moment. It really was. And it really, it was, I don't know. It was just that obviously she was just trying to promote, like she's trying to play the identity politics game of the, I'm the only yeah. me and Klobuchar, the only women who whatever. I yeah, know. and the fact that she did leave out Tulsi was uh, I don't know I feel like she is the last person not person a woman of color in the race Tulsi is and the fact that they're mm-hmm. ignoring that but they're making it out they made it out to be like Kamala Harris was treated so badly because she was a woman of color 
Um, yeah. I think it's been played very unfairly in that way. So, yeah, definitely. I've definitely started to dislike Warren very much after that. Um, yeah. And I'm not even a Bernie supporter. It's just, like, mm-hmm. you can see whenever someone is doing something wrong. And yeah. that's just one of those times. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, which moves on to Bernie Sanders. I view him favorably, actually, because I feel like he's been fighting for the right stuff for 40 years now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's never backed away because no matter how much hate he gets from the establishment, I mean, you may not agree with all of his policies, but mm-hmm. I could say that he's fighting for the right things, even though they might be radical to some people. Yeah. So basically, um, where he's coming from, his, the, where his mind's at and all of it in his yeah. heart, I can definitely yeah. agree with that, honestly, because um, I mean... I would rather someone who's fighting for the right things, even if their policies aren't perfect, than someone who is mm-hmm. completely just morally corrupt. Um, yeah. Definitely agree with that. So next, uh, Pete Buttigieg. He's one of the most unfavorable people in the <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> I can, I mean, just the fact that he takes money from fossil fuels and then yeah. he acts like he can't be challenged on stage and then he, mm-hmm. he's accusing Pussy of being an Assad apologist. Yeah. You know, all of that combined just made me feel him very unfavorably. Same. Um, I feel like he's he's playing the game. He's playing the extreme politics game. Yeah. He has all these, you know, he has all these skeletons in his closet, but then at the same time, yep. he's actually... Yeah, even his record with, like, people of color in exactly. South Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Exactly. And then he tries to cover it up by just switching the topic and not answering questions. Yeah. Um, like, that video, it was some person ask, asking him about his policy with climate change, and they said, hey, this doesn't add up. Can you please explain? And he just said, well, I guess we disagree then, and then just walked away from her and didn't answer yeah. her. Like, yeah. it's very much circulated around him, uh, not really listening to people. And I mm. really think that's a problem. Um, so then after that would be, I'm just basing this off of, like, national polls, uh, Michael yeah. Bloomberg. Uh, unfavorably, he's buying his way into this election. I mean... <laughs> I have yet to meet one Bloomberg supporter, like, ever. Like, I don't know who supporting him, but, yeah, definitely yeah. unfavorably. Yeah, I was honestly, at first I was like, oh, I knew him as a stop and frisk mayor, and so I was already like, okay. This yeah, that's that you know. And then, and then um, whenever I found out that he was using prisoners to make his calls, um, mm-hmm. that I was just like, okay, yeah, no. Yeah, it's done. It's not right. Um, yeah. But then after that, this is actually something new. So in, Nash, in national polls, Tom Steyer, I mean, no, Andrew Yang would be, be next, um, but I'm going to go to Tom Steyer just because mm-hmm. um, Tom Steyer in recent polls was second in, Nash, in South Carolina at 15%. And then I think yeah. third in Nevada, was that correct? With like 12%? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you view him as? I don't know what to view him as because I don't know any of his policies. <laughs> and I, I another one, he's another billionaire that's just buying his way into this election. Yeah. He's spending millions upon millions of dollars on ads. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just, if you need to actually get support from the people to win this, you can't buy yourself onto the debate stage. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I don't I, really believe so. those polls are accurate either. Yeah. I never believe the polls. Like I said earlier, yeah. the Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump, she had a 97% chance to win, which yeah. honestly... Um, blows my mind <laughs> as we see but um so yeah polls honestly aren't accurate um but since i'm just gonna go off on them so basing off next would be andrew yang mm-hmm. i view him very favorably actually he's my second choice in this election mm-hmm. right after tulsi mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I, I like his ubi idea a lot that's yeah. my main support of him and i feel like he's just a nice guy in general yeah he's really enthusiastic about everything 
Yeah, I can definitely. So the reason that I honestly have been so disfavorably of Andrew Yang. So at first I was very favorably of him. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it is so like I could change. Um, yeah, it could. He's very like, I do not hate. I think he's one of the nicest people in the race. He's really definitely. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Love that about him. Um, the only thing that I would have honestly would be policies and I'm scared and I, I probably just need someone to explain them better to me. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen um, his, I think I thought his, some of his policies would be, would drive up costs and stuff. And that's just a big problem that I couldn't get. Yeah. That's from. yeah. I, I see where you're coming from on that. And I, I'd like him to explain a little bit more on that. Yeah. I honestly a would, plan too. Yeah. I wish yeah. he would explain more. I honestly would probably like he, he would be definitely second place for me if he could mm-hmm. just explain because it seems like such a minimal thing, but the fact is it'd be very like it would be important. Um, yeah, and so I can't look past that right now. And of course, mm-hmm. if I were to be explained, I'm a very open minded person. I could, if someone were, like if I were to see an explanation, I would probably put him way higher up. Uh, just right yeah. now, since there is none, that's just what I'm, I've done. Um, but next, Amy Klobuchar. I actually view her not favorably. I view her neutrally mm-hmm. because I feel like she's not trying to be something that she isn't. Yeah, she's a moderate and she's playing herself as a moderate, which yeah. comes off as being honest to me. Mm-hmm. Which I like in candidates. I don't want people like Elizabeth Warren, Warren acting like she's for this and this, and when the opportunity comes, they jump onto another train. Yeah, I want them to be who they are the whole race, and I feel like that's what Amy Klobuchar is doing. Yeah, I honestly. The reason she's high in my rankings is because of that, is because of the entire, um, how people, how Elizabeth Warren's like faking it and stuff and Pete Buttigieg and all of them. Um, yeah. My top two right now, I, as I just posted on Twitter, were uh, Tulsi and Bernie because mm-hmm. of their ide- ideology. Um, yeah. Next was Klobuchar, just straight up because of her honesty. Now, Amy has nothing special about her. She is, no. <laughs> she, if I'm being honest, like next to Tom Steyer and like Bloomberg and all of them is one of the most forgettable candidates in the entire race. I don't yeah. think she's going to win at all. But mm-hmm. if I'm just saying straight up who I'm liking right now, I had to put her high because I'm like, I can, I like honesty. Um, yeah. And I don't really know anything about her policies that much. So I don't really take into account that much. But str- that's just what I thought. Um, that's really interesting, your viewpoint on that. Uh, next, I'm trying to think um, after that, who is still in the race? I'm thinking about all the candidates. Oh, okay. Deval Patrick. Um, I don't know why he's still in the race. <laughs> I I honestly don't know because on Twitter I saw the other day there was like a picture of him renting out an auditorium for like <laughs> two hundred seats and thirteen people showed up. <laughs> but I feel like I don't understand why he jumped in so late and is trying to you know yeah. push himself up. I feel like it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, that honestly I don't even know barely anything about Patrick. Same, I have no I idea about his policies. Like I honestly am just been confused, but I'm like whatever. Yeah. Well, just you're not gonna win. It's all right. Um, yeah. Then moving on, um, I think that actually might have been the last person. I'm not sure. I think that was the last person in the race. Yeah, I was looking at something else. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is the people nurse. That's really interesting to rank in. If you had to rank your top five in order, who would they be? I go Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. uh, Bernie, uh, Andrew Yang. My bad. Mm-hmm. So Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Yang, Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I mean, I really don't care about everybody else. I, I don't know, because they all seem like the same policy-driven people after that. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems like a moderate in the race yeah. after that. So, yeah. yeah I can honestly agree. Um, 
Now, being honest, completely honest, not thinking about who you like, who do you think is going to win the nomination? I honestly think Bernie Sanders is going to win the nomination. Mm-hmm. Based on how many donations he's getting, based on how much money he's raising, yeah, I think he has the chance right now. Yeah, I can. that's my thought. I was thinking, okay, so last election, Bernie, um, it was obviously rigged against him. Um, mm-hmm. If it hadn't been rigged, he would have won that primary. Um, Definitely. And so that it shows his support. Um, it shows his support base, how big it actually is. And I think that's uh, – that was my exact thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that Bernie will put Tulsi in his cabinet? Um, preferably, I mean, people want vice president. But do you – first off, do you think that vice president actually is something that he would consider putting her as? Or is that even a possibility? I think it's a possibility, but my gut's telling me that he's not going to. Because I feel like his advisors, we've seen based on his Twitter, based on what he's saying, based on what his Twitter is saying, mm-hmm. they're more centrist leaning and they're mm-hmm. more establishment like. So I feel like they'd consider somebody like Elizabeth Warren or Barbara, Barbara Lee would be a good option. Yeah. I feel like she, Tulsi, I think he'd consider her for a Secretary of State position. Yeah, I'd, honestly, I would love that too. So do you, but do you think he will put her in the cabinet at all? If I he think wins? he would, yeah. I, I do think he would. Yeah, um, I I think I mean, from what I've seen, just on like Twitter and stuff, and their past together, I honestly don't. I think he'd be dumb not to. <laughs> and just yeah, looking about would. how he supports her, um, who do you think he would pick as his vice president? I think he'd pick Barbara Lee at this point. I think yeah. that's who most, or Nina Turner. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that Nina Turner doesn't want the position. So based yeah. on whatever that happens, yeah. yeah, between those two, I'm guessing. Yeah. I can, I could definitely see that happening. Um, who do, would you want? Because I don't really, who would you see and who would you like want Tulsi to pick as her vice president? I think her and Andrew Yang would actually be a really good combination mm-hmm. because they both support some of the same stuff. Like they both don't support a federal jobs guarantee and they both support UBI. Yeah. And I feel like they go really well together based on even the Twitter support that the, the, the campaign's getting. I feel yeah. like the Yang and Tulsi supporters get along very well. So I think those two yeah. would make it. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot about that. And I mean, I know Tulsi and Yang are both very um, active on social media. And so I know that they've yep. been seeing how much your supporters are wanting yep. to get together. And th- I do think they take into account because, I mean, Tulsi has said from the beginning that she does whatever she thinks is best for the American people. And I wonder if looking at all of all people saying this and the American people, if she'll consider that, um, mm-hmm. if they will consider it. But I was kind of, I am kind of scared. This is just my straight up opinion. Um, yeah thinking about Andrew Yang um, about how much he likes Joe Biden and if if he were to win if he were to pick Joe Biden starting to become my worry for the past week (laughs) I feel like Joe Biden would pick Andrew Yang as vice president if he won yeah that's exactly my thoughts and I was like I really hope Andrew doesn't let me down if he does win yeah that would be a big disappointment it really would be um but I'm I'm interested to see how that plays out I can't wait for the um polls to come in First off, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the, you know, Iowa caucus in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for the New Hampshire because my thing is, even if Tulsi doesn't win New Hampshire, I think no doubt she's going to come in top three. And as long as she yeah. comes in the top three, people are going to be shocked and she's going to get major support. Definitely. We need at least 15%, which is what I'm hoping for. Exactly. And then um, one delegate in the Iowa caucuses would also get us on the February debate stage. So we could I'm, hope for that too. Yeah, I honestly, either one. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 
I think are they using the same debate criteria? I think they are because that's what Andrew Yang sitting his cri- and his name plus the delegate thing. But it's like I think so, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing plus the delegate. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I wonder. I'm not sure if she will, but I mean, I know her. She does. It's really confusing because like she's not in Iowa, and people are like she has no chance. She's polling low. But then you see people tweeting in Iowa saying it's insane at the amount of uh, Tulsi signs are here in Iowa. Yeah, I like, saw that too. too. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's it's really um it's weird. And I mm-hmm. really don't know how it's going to play out, but I'm super yeah. excited to see. Um, who do you think is going to win Iowa? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I, I, he has the, he's, he's amazing at caucusing, and I just feel like he has the strongest lead right now. Mm-hmm. They're making huge phone banking uh, calls and then huge text banking stuff. So I mm-hmm. feel like he's doing very well in Iowa right now. Yeah, uh, yeah people, it's, so I think this is interesting, honestly, because if we look, Pete Buttigieg, no one's ever really talked about this, but he has had a drop in the polls. So as we've seen, he was leading uh, New Hampshire and uh, Iowa for yeah, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. Um, he was leading them by like a, lar- a good a large margin. And now we see that Bernie and Biden are at top and Pete isn't. But no one's really talked about that he's had this fall yet. Um, I-, I think that's really interesting to me, honestly. Um, who do you think personally is going to win New Hampshire? I feel like um, I feel like Pete has a good chance in New Hampshire. Pete, mm-hmm. Bernie, Pete and Bernie, and then Tulsi, of course. But yeah. I feel like them three have a good chance in New Hampshire with all like the independent support and based <clears> on the rallies <throat> we're getting from Pete in there. It's sad. It's sad, sad to admit, but yeah, I think he is yeah. doing pretty well in New Hampshire right now. Yeah, uh, I I haven't seen his uh, crowd sizes too much, but yeah, I could definitely see him winning that because yeah. of what you were saying. Um, but Tulsi definitely has an advantage. She was smart because I think because everyone's packed in Iowa, they're all together fighting there. And if she's definitely. all by herself, has the entire state, yeah, um, to go down, and I think that gives her a major advantage. Um, yeah. so now, based on how this impeachment thing goes, the mm-hmm. senators might get pulled away, so that'll give her an exactly even better opportunity to focus on New Hampshire and get all of her voters there. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. So now moving on to your positions, what would be in order, just name them the top three issues you're most concerned about in our country? Hmm. Okay, so I'd say uh, Medicare for all. So uh-huh. single, payer, single payer plus, that's uh-huh. we'll it, would be number one. Mm-hmm. I think bringing our troops home so we can save the money, the $4 billion that we're spending in Afghanistan mm-hmm. every month. We could, uh, so healthcare, bring our troops home. And then I feel like the environment, which mm-hmm. Tulsi has amazing legislation on. Yeah. Um, so starting off, Medicare, that's your number one priority. Why yeah. is this your number one priority, If you, uh, your number one concern? Because I've, on Twitter and even in real life, I've seen the effect that it has on people. Just the amount of struggle they're going through just to get a vial of insulin to survive. Yeah. And I feel like that should be a right for everybody. You should have the right to survive with a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. that's covered by the government. So, yeah. yeah, that's why I think Tulsi's single-payer plus program is the best to do so. Yeah, I was actually, and um, over the few weeks ago, or like last week or two weeks ago, I was in Alabama, and I was at a speech and debate tournament, and someone, mm-hmm. basically, so basically, I come from Louisiana, where everyone's a Republican, like, everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same um, here in Missouri, it's really. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and I was there, and so, and someone saw that I had a Tulsi pin, and they were like, is that Tulsi Gabbard? She's going to ruin our economy, and I was like, oh my God. Okay. I was like, can you tell me why? They're like, he supports Medicare for all, or whatever. And so we started getting into debate, and they thought that she had, uh, uh, which actually this is interesting. So they thought that she had 
a plan that said that the public option where it was, and she does, but um, where basically you only pay if you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think it don't, I mean, it's, um, is it Pete and Amy? Do they have that? Or yeah, you know, they, they support that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, we did the math on this actually. We were talking, debating for a little bit. We cleared really? it up, but we did the math on this stuff and we said, okay, we looked at the stats and we talked about the bottom 50% because the top 50% who are going to, um, they're not paying for Medicare for all because they're going to have private insurers through their job and stuff. Like, yeah, that's just how it's going to be. So we did like the bottom 50 or even lower sometimes than that. Um, how many people there were. And I can't remember the number. Basically, we divided um, the amount of money each family, each normal family of around three people or four people would have to pay um, mm-hmm. in a total if they want to be a Medicare for all and taxes. Um, because this is the thing. If only four people are going to be paying for this and the poor class, like the very poor class who are going to need this, they're big, but they're not, they're all like, again, they're all going to be paying a little bit of money. Like they're not going to be paying they don't have a lot yeah. of money to give. Um, mm-hmm. If they're all paying this, and it's going to be a lot of money for this program, we look. Um, they would each have to pay around forty thousand dollars a year in taxes. Wow, that's and, a lot. Exactly, and their and an average income is only. Yeah. I mean, for them, maybe like barely twenty thousand. Exactly, like it, the math did not add up, and we were like really shocked. But then we yeah. did we did the single pair plus, where if every single person um, paid a tax like so let's say it was a um just 10 percent tax in everyone like i'm just giving mm-hmm. an example probably wouldn't be that but if it was yeah. a 10 percent tax that means that the that means the poor people would only pay 10 percent. it would it wouldn't be a lot of money for them like it would be would it, it would be a normal amount um, yeah and then the the people who are rich um it would be the exact same value that would be gone from their accounts or their money, but mm-hmm. it would be more. And so we could, we could pay way more if everyone, including the rich people had to pay for it and it would yeah. make it beyond affordable where only poor people would have to pay like barely any money per year. Um, exactly. so I, I, the math adds up perfectly for her plan. It's the only one that really adds up. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so, I'm glad she kept like the private insurance option in, in the plan. Exactly. Like you can get your union, the union plan or you can get your plan Top from your yeah. job. So, I mean, there's no really argument saying that, oh, she's taking her freedom away, not giving us a choice. There is yeah. a choice, but you're paying into the single payer plus program either way. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that'll put private exactly. insurance out of business. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's going to make it where everyone can, they're going to be paying their fair share. If it's a percent tax, everyone's going to be paying a fair, equal share. Just some nope. people who are richer are going to be having more money gone, but it's the same amount because mm-hmm. it's a percent. Yeah. Um, so it's super logical and you can have your insurance on top of it. I think it's great, honestly. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting. I love the idea. Your second one was bring the troops home. Now is your, uh, stance on this bringing troops home from the entire middle East or just certain countries? Uh, I think we, I have to look more into that, but I mean, based in Afghanistan, just if you look at Afghanistan, Uh we can bring our troops home from there. What are we achieving in Afghanistan right now? Mm -hmm. It's really nothing. So I feel like we could save the $4 billion that we're putting into Afghanistan every month and then use them at, use those dollars at home. Mm-hmm. And if we're looking at other places, I'd have to look more into that. I honestly don't know about every country in the Middle East. Yeah. But yeah, most of the countries that we're in right now really don't need us to be there. Like yeah. even Iraq is asking for us to leave, mm-hmm. but Trump is keeping us there, which is completely counterintuitive. 
So, yeah, and it's it's also interesting that his entire campaign was we need to get out of places. Exactly, uh, like, exactly. It's completely controversy. Yeah, um, he's, yeah, ruined everything. <laughs> I know. Um, and so I honestly, I agree with that 100%. The stupid chair, it creaked. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I can, I'm not sure exactly either what countries. Um, I do know about like mm-hmm. Iraq and Afghanistan. And yeah. I 100% agree that we, unless, okay, so, like, I can agree sending troops places if we really, like, this is something that needs help. Like, people, our yeah. close ally is getting majorly attacked, and, like, we're, yeah. I can 100% agree, send troops there, let's do that. But as soon as we complete that goal, we exit. That's we what Tulsi said. Home. Exactly. And I think that it's the coolest idea that no other person has really talked about that much, which is exactly how much how much money we're spending over there is like six trillion in the past 10 or 20 years. I forgot how much. Um, yep. Since nine 11. Exactly. Six, uh, like 0.2 trillion. And no one's ever talked about it except for Tulsi that mm-hmm. let's, let's look about how much, you know, that these policies we want to pass are going to cost. They're going to cost trillions of dollars. And if we take this money, we're spending away from the middle East for a billion dollars each month. Um, then that's going to give us, a lot of more money into the economy like all of her math adds up and i think that's the best thing um thirdly you said the environment so what kind of plan do you do you think should be passed for the environment i think we need to stop the the 30 billion dollars i think we're giving in subsidies to fossil fuel companies Mm -hmm. and then i feel like tulsi's off act uh offers like a really nice way that we can get off of fossil fuels Mm-hmm. Within the next 35 years, so by yeah. 2035. Yeah, I, I actually just read that a few days ago, looking at the plan in detail, and it was actually really cool on how she transitions uh, to mm-hmm. it and the thing, and I think that's yeah. awesome. Um, do you support the use of nuclear energy? I do not, because the nuclear waste that we get from making nuclear energy actually lasts for 500,000 to even a billion years, mm-hmm. so I feel like we can't harm future generations just to use nuclear energy now which is i think a minus for andrew yang because he said that and the green new deal actually because none of those plans actually lay out a way that we can not use nuclear energy which is a reason why tulsi didn't support the green new deal and which is why she's getting a lot of flack for it but yeah yeah um i definitely i'm very much against energy it's actually something i've been debating i have an entire thing about how much i just do not like nuclear energy um, yeah it is super dang like it's super hazardous they're actually um i'm not sure if it was a few years ago or a few months ago uh, at least in the max two years ago there was yeah. nuclear waste that leaked into a water well that people drank out of like literally in a city wow like it was yeah honestly it's it's really dumb um, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think the people that are against it. I know are Bernie and Tulsi. I'm not yeah. sure about everyone else. I think Warren might be against it too. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Um, but honestly, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, yeah. so what is your, I'm just gonna go over a few other things just to see your opinions on them. Um, mm-hmm. what is your stance on gun control? I feel like, I feel like we need to ban assault rifles actually. Mm-hmm. It might be a very radical position, but I feel like we do not need assault rifles in our house. 
That's like my the exact casual people. And then I feel like we need to pass universal background checks, which is yeah. sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk right now, mm-hmm. but he's refusing to, you know, actually bring it to a vote on the Senate floor. Yeah. So I feel like those are the two main ways we can, you know, control the the amount of gun rate, the gun attacks and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, those are two main ideas. Those are actually the exact ones that I have. Um, I believe mm-hmm. in banning assault rifle, high capacity magazines, um, yeah. passing the background check, a universal background check, and then developing the license system, which um, mm-hmm. basically how you basically how you get a license to drive a car. Elizabeth Warren talked about this was something I agreed with her on. It's where basically you have a license, not a license to carry the gun, but a license like you have to pass this test or whatever to have a license to buy a gun. Yeah, like it's. I think that's all an idea that's at least worth heavily considering. Um, mm-hmm. After that. Um, I just had this in my mind. I just lost it. I'm trying to think. Um, so gun control, you believe, high-capacity magazines, environment, um, off fact, no nuclear energy, bring troops home, and at least Afghanistan, possibly Iraq, from what you know. Um, yeah. Single-payer plus for um, health care. Mm-hmm. Those are all correct, right? Yep. That's, that's a great. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other policies that I just had in mind, actually, um, I have an entire list of these. Like, I literally wrote down my um, stances on things. And really? I, I, I was looking over them the other day. Um, yeah. My positions on these have changed so much just because of watching Tulsi's campaign and seeing what she, like, what they yeah. have to say, which is why I love these elections. Yeah. yeah, that's why I love these election cycles to find the candidates. And really, like, it changes your opinion a lot of times because, mm-hmm. like... I mean, you see the people who have actually experienced it. And that's the number one thing, why I trust Tulsi's views and opinions the most, especially like on foreign policy, was because of yeah. her experience. It, it's it's mm-hmm. crazy, honestly. Um, yeah. Is there any, any other candidates' um, policies that you want to be passed? Uh, UBI is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like Warren's wealth tax would be a good idea. This is mm-hmm. one thing that I agree with her on. I feel like her two cent wealth tax would be a pretty good idea to help fund most of the government programs that we're supporting right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So those are the two main ones. I could definitely see that. Um, I have, I've looked into it. I haven't really made my full on opinion on it just yet. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I put down that I support it. Um, but I'm not quite exactly sure yet because yeah. I'm just, not a thousand like i don't know everything about it which i probably mm-hmm. need to look into a little bit more but yeah i could definitely um see that um happening so moving on to the election systems do you believe in the electoral college i feel like we i don't support abolishing the electoral college but i feel like we need to change the system mm-hmm. so tulsi uh proposed making the ele- the del- the Electoral votes that you get from winning each state proportional to the percentage of the vote you won in that state. Mm -hmm. But like if you won 50% of the vote, you get 50% of the electoral uh, votes. So I feel like that would be a much better idea than having it as winner take all for the system. Yeah, I definitely see that. So my that's exactly my stance. I was actually talking about this someone the other day. So our government is a democratic republic. Um, and so basically, as we, we know what that means, it's the same thing like how we elect House representatives. Um, it's not the people vote on every single vote. The people elect the people who are going to be voting mm-hmm. on those issues, um, which is the same thing for me. So in Electoral College, it gives minority states like Hawaii, like um, 
Alaska a stay in the elections. Otherwise, their population is so small that they're going to have no say in the election. The big states exactly. like California and Texas and Florida and New York are all going to have the say in elections. Um, yeah. So I think that that's a great idea. And if we see, it actually fits into our democracy because people are saying we're not a democracy until it's every vote, whoever wins the most votes wins. But the thing mm-hmm. is, as we've seen, we have a, a democratic republic, which means that we have an, an amount of something that represents the people. And so if every state has amount of points that represent them, that is actually mm-hmm. what our government is founded upon, um, giving everyone representation in elections, which is our, literally our entire governmental system. And I think people should start looking at that a little bit more and seeing what our government was actually founded on. And so I yeah. honestly, I never heard about the proportional thing until I heard her say it. Um, and that's yeah. a great idea, honestly. I think that's mm-hmm. the most fair way because winner takes all um, is honestly yeah. just messed up. Um, yeah. So yeah, I honestly yeah. that. Um, is there any other issues that you that we haven't really talked about that you uh, are there that you support and you're about um, you're passionate about? I feel like we need to legalize marijuana right now. Mm-hmm. Considering the amount of opioid related deaths that yeah. we're seeing in the country, even in Missouri, like my home state of Missouri, yeah. the opioid the opioid crisis has gone drastically over the limit. Yeah, I feel like legalizing marijuana would be a great way to bring those opioid uh, rates down mm-hmm. because doctors can prescribe the medicinal marijuana instead of addictive fatal opioids that can kill yeah. people. Definitely. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, that um, honestly, I. I, uh, my opinion on that has changed very much over the past like year, but I'm yeah. finally at, I would say, say I would want to legalize marijuana. Um, are you just for legalizing marijuana or legalizing all drugs? That's the thing. I saw Tulsi say that she wanted to legalize everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I have to do more research on that. I'm going to be honest. I don't uh-huh. know everything about that yet. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll definitely look into it more and make my opinion for that. That, that's honestly great. I can respect that 100%. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and discussing yeah, all no, these thank issues. You for me. Thank you so much. No problem. I'd love to have you on anytime. It was great. Um, great talk. I love discussing oh. who you support in these policies. You brought up some really interesting points, and I need to do some more research about some things, but you know, yeah. I'm going to do that after. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. See you later, and we'll be back, and I think next week, and if it's not next week, It'll be sometime after. I'm not very good at scheduling, and I'll see y'all then. All right.